Hello everybody and welcome to part two of New Voices, a three-part podcast series from Fourth Estate Books. Each podcast will address a step in a writer's journey, from the writing process to getting an agent to getting published. We hope this will be an illuminating window into the world of writing and publishing. This podcast is a happy offshoot from the Guardian Fourth Estate Short Story Prize, a competition open exclusively to writers from a black, Asian and minority ethnic background. The prize opened in February this year and we whittled down the entries to a stellar shortlist of six incredible writers, two of whom are sitting with me today. We wanted to feature aspiring authors in this podcast so that they can ask the questions many of you are wrestling with at home, and I'm here from inside the industry to offer some clarity and expertise. My name is Emma Patterson and I work for Rogers Coleridge and White Literary Agency in London. I represent novelists, short story writers, journalists and academics from all over the world. Joining me today are Kit Fan and Avni Shah, two of the writers shortlisted for this year's Guardian Fourth Estate BAME Short Story Prize. It isn't always clear to writers at an early stage of their careers what the point of literary agents is and how to go about finding one to represent their work. So this is a chance for Kit and Avni to ask me their burning questions about what agents do and how they can find the agent that's right for them. Let's start with Kit. What would you find it useful to know? Hi, Emma. Hello. Hi. I think the first question I have in mind is really the trio relationship between the agent, the writer, and the publisher. It feels like the writer is in the middle, or the mm-hmm. agent is in the middle. But I want to explore more more about that. So the first thing is, how, how does an agent pitch a book to a publisher, and do they pitch it to multiple publishers? Mm-hmm. In answer to the first part of your yeah. question, I would say that the, the most important part of that relationship between the three different mm-hmm. parties um, is collaboration. Um, I think that's really vital to the success of a writer's career and and, um, to the success of a book. In answer to your second question, an agent will have quite a long discussion with an individual writer, firstly about the work and about the book, and an agent will have a very strong idea of the different editors that they would like to approach in submitting your work. Yes, Usually, it is a case of approaching more than one editor at the same time. Um, mm. How many editors will be quite case specific. Um, sometimes it can be as as few as six yeah. um, editors. Sometimes ten. Sometimes ten to fifteen. Um, some of that will be based on which editors, in the run up to submitting that book, mm. have been in touch with the agent. Um, sometimes editors will encounter uh, a writer's work before the work is submitted. So, for yeah. example, in the in the case of your work, they may have read the the stories that have been shortlisted, yeah. and you know, once you secure agents. Um, editors may write to those agents and say i'm really interested Mm. in the novel that you end up submitting or the collection of short stories that you end up submitting Um, and an agent will log all of that interest sometimes a year before they actually submit the final book Um, and that will inform the list of editors that an agent eventually sends the book Mm. out to it sounds like a very nuanced process and often uh of surprises is it the case mm. yeah i think it is incredibly nuanced and um i think it, it should be a nuanced process because an agent in most cases will be looking to pair the author that they represent with 
an editor who will sort of go through the their writing career with mm, them mm. um and so what you're looking at is obviously you're selling one book sometimes you're mm. sometimes you're selling two books but most of the time you're selling um a debut and you are hoping that um you will be working with that same editor for the next 20 years um yeah. you know six or seven books down the line I think it should be a very nuanced process because it requires a lot of consideration and um, it's not something that should be rushed into. So it's almost like a threesome in a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> But it sounds like that it is going to be a long-term thing. Like, it's going to be a long-term long thing. Yeah. So, so a threesome might be a short-term thing. <laughs> a threesome might be a short-term thing. <laughs> But it, it, in a sense, it's like a kind of this real commitment uh, bonded between the three individuals, really. Yeah, yeah. Ex exactly. And I think, you know, I think um, agents sometimes get um, uh, a slightly different reputation to that one. Okay. And there will be moments um, in the relationship when the agent will um, have to stand between the author and the publisher because the publisher may want to make certain decisions mm. that the author isn't happy with. And the publisher will be making those decisions because they feel it, those decisions yep. are in the best interests of the book but the author may not be happy mm. with a particular cover direction or mm. may feel incredibly attached to a prologue mm. that the editor feels must go yeah. um, and yeah. sometimes the author is right uh, um, and sometimes it's not a case of who's right and who's wrong it's just about what needs to be respected and ultimately The, the work is yours and the agent will mm, sort mm. of be your avatar in yeah. that relationship and so sometimes have to play bad cop. Sort of coming off that question, would you expect an author to um, communicate through the agent with the editor everything or do editors and authors build their own independent relationships as well? I think it's really important for um, authors and editors to build um, a strong relationship um, There are certain things that, you know, there are kind of commercial or financial discussions that are best to go through the mm. agent only. Um, but when it comes to the creative relationship, I really think having a kind of direct dialogue is the most productive way to do it. And what I tend to do, I mean, it's getting very granular, but what <laughs> I tend to do is just ask to be copied in okay. on on most communications so that I'm a across everything but sometimes i won't say anything at all i'll just sort of file that email so i think okay mm. great i've stored that um so i can see and yeah. if a few emails down the line the author says oh hang on actually this is something i'm not happy with at least i've seen the kind of the journey to that point it does sound like a fascinating role me being an agent <laughs> <laughs> um, well i think it's a really um You know, it sounds incredibly worthy, um, but I think you are sometimes struck. So recently I saw um, a cover, the first iteration of a cover um, for a novel by one of the first authors that I took mm. on over two years ago. And it sort of appeared as I was running a bath. I got it in my emails and it was loading and I kind of yelped because... <laughs> Because you have no idea what's go what yeah. it's going to be like. And then you just, I felt incredibly emotional because it is just, you do feel mm, quite mm. humbled by the fact that you are there mm. um, right at the beginning. 
and they're hopefully at the end as well and and so it is it is a privilege how long would you say the average agent if there is such a thing um Mm -hmm. is happy to wait for a manuscript say you um here as a writer if you hear from agents during the very early days perhaps mm-hmm. you've only been working on the no- novel for a month or two mm-hmm. it's going to be a year minimum probably longer before you finish the book um, mm-hmm. would you say it's worth sharing things with agents as you go along would you say it's worth waiting till you had a full manuscript like is there a right way to go about it so people do take quite different positions on this one Agents with very long lists of authors, for purely practical reasons, Mm. um, will ask often to wait until there is a a full manuscript or um, at least a large part of that manuscript ready. Agents who are probably at an earlier stage in their career are perhaps more willing to kind of dive in when they've Mm. only seen a a smaller sample of work. Um, And that's how I have worked with a number of the um, the writers that, that I now represent. Me personally, um, in the same way that you read, you open a book in a bookshop, I mean, this might sound incredibly ruthless, but you open a book in a bookshop and you, um, you sort of look at the first few pages and you sort of know instinctively if this is a writer that you're going to get on with. Mm. And especially with literary fiction um it's about a sensibility and about a voice and whether or not that person is matched to you i think to be honest if i saw a story or the first few chapters of someone's work in progress i would know pretty much immediately Mm. whether or not it was someone that i really wanted to work with um so sorry it's a long way of saying (laughs) i think the best thing is to ask the agent but also to be guided by what you feel comfortable with you know if you really feel that you want to wait or or this is not the kind of best representation of what you want to do and you think in a year um it will be a much better representation of your work than i would wait a year and i and that leads on to also just really absorbing that patience and not rushing into something is really key yeah. um, because you only write one first book um, and ideally you don't want to change agents, although that obviously mm. happens for lots of different reasons sometimes. Um, I don't know if that's a helpful. No, but the standard, <laughs> sorry, the standard um, sort of website, agency website response would be um, we would like to see the first three chapters um, and often people will want there to be more in mm. case they read the first three chapters and think this is great, I want to read the rest. So that's the sort of conven- mm-hmm. the convention in the industry. And the um, authors that you've worked with almost from the beginning of the novel, how long has the writing process of some of those books been? Mm. How long have you worked on a project with a writer? I'm probably going to start getting the dates wrong, but um, there's a a, a debut um, novelist that I represent called Olivia Sujic, um, whose first novel, Sympathy, came out last month. Um, and I took Olivia on, or rather she took me on, <laughs> um, uh, about 
after reading about two chapters, I think it was maybe a chapter and a prologue, um, and at that point the rest of the novel wasn't yet written, although mm. it was quite quite rigorously planned. Um, but I knew, as I was saying before, that this was a writer. I could, you know, I, she could write anything, and I would want to read it. Mm. Um, and um, and she then she wrote the novel which feels like a fever dream in mm, what she mm. describes as a fever dream <laughs> um in about six months wow. but with that um i was sort of reading it in serial so she would write another three chapters and i would read and feedback editorial notes and then another three mm. chapters and then it got to a point where she had hit such a momentum that she just finished the novel and i read the whole novel so that's one example. And then other other writers have approached me when they have a complete manuscript and then I've given them notes. And I do usually go through quite a lot of stages of feedback um, mm. before feeling that a novel or a manuscript is ready to be sent out. So it sounds like that we all have to start somewhere. How, how do we actually approach an agent? Most agencies, if not, Every agency um, will have uh, a website, hopefully one that is quite straightforward to navigate. Um, on agency websites, they'll have a page that is called, called staff or agents or um, something like that. And on that, you will find often pictures of all of the agents along with short bios, um, a list maybe of um, their authors, and a short a couple of sentences on what they're looking for. Mm. Um, and so I would suggest that you look at a lot of different agency websites um, and familiarize yourself with A, the reputation of the agency and the mm. kind of writers that they have represented historically um, and, and work out if oh, that sounds like something I would be interested mm. to be a part of. Um, and once you've done that step, I would look at the individuals there and it might be that there are particular authors that you you really love. Um, I did a, a talk actually the other day and someone suggested very smartly that um, if you look in the acknowledgements page mm -hmm. um, of some of your favourite books, often an agent will be thanked mm -hmm. and you can sort of go about it that way. Um, if you don't go about it that way, then you should be able to tell um, what kind of what kind of writing a particular agent is representing and whether that sounds like a list that you um, would like to be on, would feel comfortable mm. being on, mm. feel excited by. Um, there is also the question of whether you're going for someone very, very established mm. um, with maybe 70 to 100 writers or whether you want to go for someone slightly younger um, who maybe has... 10 to 20 writers on their list um, and those are really important things to weigh up because um, not always but it, it it tends to affect the kind of relationship between author and agent that you will have um, purely for practical mm -hmm. reasons so can you can you say more about that difference I would say that a younger agent has more time mm. um, and so if you are looking for an agent who um, will also provide a kind of editorial um, feedback and will help you shape a book. And I think that's really important for a, a debut writer. Mm. Um, then a younger agent 
will have more space on their list um, and can devote that time um, and go through several drafts with you. Um, but then, of course, uh, an established agent has the track record, um, has the reputation within the industry. Um, uh, hopefully you can find a combination of the two. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are lots of pros to, to both options, I think. Um, it's just working out, I think, what kind of relationship mm -hmm. suits you. So when you're reading queries from writers, what are some of the most common mistakes or faux pas you come across? When query letters demonstrate quite clearly that um, the writer hasn't done much research before approaching mm. the person and and when the submission feels like it's a kind of blanket and untargeted submission. Um, so, you know, sometimes I get, um, and, and not to suggest that there are things I, I wouldn't consider, but for example, I don't represent children's writing or, yeah. or, or young adult. And sometimes I'll get mm. an approach from someone saying, here is my YA novel. Um, and, and that just shows me that um, they haven't looked at, at my list. Um, and sometimes there is just a, the very obvious mistake, which is sort of not changing the colour yeah, when yeah. they've done the cut and paste job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it just it just feels not particularly personal. Mm. Um, so I think the best submission letters suggest that that the writer has has picked that person because they want to be on that person's list. Um, and you can do that in a number of ways. You can um, reference um, the authors that they already represent. But if you aren't familiar with the authors that they represent mm. and you haven't read their work, you can name the authors that you admire mm. and have influenced your work. And that immediately spells out to an agent what that person's sensibility mm. is, um, how they think about their work and how it relates to mm. to other people's. And that for me is actually really interesting. Mm. Um, you know, if you name a writer that I happen to really like, then I will kind of put you to the top of the pile. Yeah. Um, and then I would just keep it quite short. Um, I would definitely include a paragraph about why you're writing to a particular agent. And then I would include a short description of mm. your book and writers that you like. But I really wouldn't say much more than that because ultimately it's about what's in the attachment. Um, and and there are so many letters coming in every day that you sort of want to get to the point quite quickly. Mm. Um, is it advisable to approach more than one agent at a time? I think that it is. Sometimes because perhaps a, an agent represents, you know, 90% of your favourite contemporary writers, um, you may identify one person as your, your first choice. Mm. Um, and if that's the case, then approach that person as your first choice and, and see what happens. It might also turn out to be that the person you thought was your first choice when you met in person. And I do think it's really important to meet an agent in person if you can. And if you can't, to have a phone call or have mm. a Skype call. If it turns out that in person your chemistry is not what you had anticipated and that you might want to meet with other agents, then you can do that. However, on the whole, I think it's it's best to meet with um, more than one if you can, because in if nothing else, often it confirms your first instinct. Mm. You know, you need some kind of 
comparison um, to kind of confirm to yourself that, that someone is the right choice. And what you will find in meeting more than one agent is, as I said, meeting um, several teams and seeing how everyone works um, together in different agencies because um, your relationship with your agent is really important but how you fit in as part of the wider company is important too. So this is a short story competition that's why we're here and earlier you said that you represented short story writers as well. Um, I was just wondering is it possible to make a career as just a short story writer um, or do most of your writers are they novelists as well? Um, how does it work? Some of my fiction writers um, write both, um, our novelists and short story writers. Um, some of the writers I represent at this point at least only write short stories and I think it's really important if um, someone who identifies as a short story writer and emails you and says I am a writer of short stories, mm. I think it's really important for an agent to take that really seriously um, and not to immediately um, ask whether there is a novel um, down further down the line because it's not as though writing short stories is a way of turning yourself into a novelist necessarily. Totally different forms. Yeah, totally different yeah. forms and I think you have to respect that. Um, early on you actually used an a kind of analogy of describing opening a book and and you feel i mean it's, it's a ruthless i actually found it quite a beautiful analogy you open a book and then after the first two pages you realize you have the instinct can you allow me to explore more about this instinct because it's <laughs> it, it, it certainly i i do feel that when i do read a book you feel like yeah this is a it's like a matchmaking process mm -hmm. um and you do feel i like it but can you describe the instinct more? And also the second part of my question will be, do you think other agents work like that too? They, they are working on that instinct. I really think they are. Um, I, obviously, I can't speak for, for everyone, mm. but the agents I, I know, and certainly the agents that I work with, you know, we're all, we're reading as much as we can. Mm. Um, we're reading a lot of contemporary work that, but that, we don't represent. We're reading um, work that um, our colleagues represent, but that we don't represent mm. personally. We're reading a lot of backlist. Um, we're reading journals and magazines, and and I think the more you do that, the more that instinct mm. is um, sort of refined. And it's a really hard thing to put your finger on. Um, it really does for me at least, come down to a, a feeling, yeah. um, which is sort of what I ask of writing anyway, is to kind mm. of create a feeling. Um, and so I think you just sort of do know, which sounds like a really kind of woolly thing to say, <laughs> um, but is, is how I'm often guided. And for me, um, voice is really, really important. Mm. Um, so you sort of, that happens really, really quickly, I think. What are some of the questions you should ask a potential agent before signing with them? Firstly, ask them what they think of your work, um, which sounds like a really what kind of basic... Yeah. <laughs> Praise well, me. I, I think it's important to feel convinced that um, the agent really believes in your work because if the agent doesn't believe in your work, 
And then remember it's your agent who is the person who will make the 10 or 15 phone calls yeah. on the day that they submit the manuscript to editors and sort of give an impassioned pitch mm. describing the work but also why they think it's important that it's published and brought to readers if you don't feel convinced that they get that and feel that way then editors aren't going to mm. either um so i don't think it's fishing for compliments but i think you genuinely need to feel like people really think your work needs to be in the world because the other thing is that an agent will I mean, ultimately, if if things don't go to plan, it is um, the writer who feels a sense of rejection, a form of rejection. But the the agent is also sort of on the ground um, receiving those rejections. Mm. And when they receive those rejections, they have to not lose faith in yeah. in the work. They have to try other things, or um, you know, think, oh, okay, this set of UK editors don't see it. Um, let me think about trying yeah, a set of editors yeah. in the US. Um, and if you're if you're not totally convinced by the work that you're representing, you're not going to be able to kind of keep going through those things. Yeah. Um, so I I would ask the the agent what they think of the work. The other thing is that you might think, um, okay, I'm writing a novel that I want to be published in in these ways. So you yeah. know, I want a cover that that doesn't feel commercial or or reduces my work to my race um, mm. or or my gender and then an agent might describe your work to you in a way that doesn't chime with the way you think yeah. about your work sure. and how you want it to be published yeah. um, and that's really important so you just say you know what did you think and also what did you think was wrong what did you think was successful what needs changing mm. all of these things will just really very quickly give you a sense of whether or not you're on the same page sure. um and then once that conversation if that conversation goes well i would ask an agent for their strategy which obviously won't be entirely detailed at mm. that early stage but will definitely have some kind of shape i would ask an agent you know which editors which which imprints within mm. publishing houses do they have in mind um, I would ask them about their international strategy because it's not just about the UK; it's about how they would um, how they would seek to have the work published in um, North America and into um, the, in, into translation. How they work with their foreign rights team. I would ask if you could meet someone from the yeah. foreign rights team if that's very important to you. And I, you know, I think it's an important part of the process. I would try and get a sense of whether the agent is committed to just that one book or yeah. whether they're in it for the long haul um all of those things so if you were lucky enough to have multiple agents interested in working with you um how long after they sort of say yes i, I want to work with you do you have before you should either accept or decline i mean if you're planning all of these meetings it might take quite a while to get to know everybody yeah i mean i would just be very transparent with an agent i mean you know again if you don't want to be transparent then you you don't have to be transparent but i think if you say to an agent thank you you know i really enjoyed our meeting i'm i'm also meeting with other people um over this time um i mm -hmm. i hope to 
come back to you around this point um, when I've had a chance to think about it. Um, I think that's totally fine. Um, uh, You know, agents don't like to wait if they're really, really keen, but um, they they have to. And I think the most important thing, or the most important thing for me in in that situation is feeling that the writer has really made their own choice. Because there's nothing worse than starting a relationship feeling as though they're not sure um exactly it's just it doesn't really it it doesn't work for for either party so a moment ago you discussed strategy um did you mean strategy um in terms of sending the work to editors or i mean i suppose my real question is how far along sort of the process of actually publishing the book would an agent get involved would they get involved in marketing strategy for example would they get sort of once it had been accepted for publication or Mm -hmm. is it just until it reaches the publishing house? No, I think an agent should be involved um, throughout and I think having an extra champion um, when a book is being published, especially when a first book is being published, when it's really, Mm. really about building recognition um, and and awareness, um, that having another set, another kind of bit of passion is going to is going to serve yeah. you really, really well. Also, it's important that an agent remains involved because it's the sort of um, publicity and marketing strategy of a publisher that an author has to feel yes. happy with and satisfied with. And, and it can be in those in those areas where an author might start to feel slightly anxious or, or uncomfortable. And hopefully not, you know, sometimes... Mm-hmm things go incredibly well and everyone is um, in in total agreement um, but that's where an agent um, should come in um, and say have you thought of this or the author doesn't really want to only talk about this in publicity mm-hmm. um, can we expand what you know the areas that we're we're getting the author interviews in or you know that kind of thing i think um an agent should just remain involved throughout yeah um well this this short story prize is a real recognition of um of the work of bame writers um i'm interested in your view about um the agents agents sector but also publishing in the uk at the moment do you think there are real barriers for bame writers and well, I think honestly, there is a lot of work to be done. Um, I think some work is being done. I think this prize is a wonderful example um, of what can happen when people feel incredibly passionate about yeah. um, the issue and about effecting real change. There are lots of things happening. For example, um, there is a uh, a, a new imprint um, called Dialogue Books, which will be headed by Charmaine Lovegrove. Mm. I hope, I dearly hope that it's not a trend um, and that this kind of passion and determination is um, sustained. Um, and I will be interested to see where we are in five years, in 10 years, in 15 years. Um, I think that one of the kind of major issues is 
the makeup of the workforce in mm-hmm. in publishers and in agencies um and there is a lot of work to be done there um there are lots of problems um in how people access publishing so unpaid internships yeah. are really problematic so i think there are lots of clear barriers at the moment that people are working to gradually break down i do think this prize is a really fantastic thing long may it continue thank you so much for listening to new voices we hope this was helpful to you no matter where you are on your writing journey the Guardian and Fourth Estate Short Story Prize is an annual competition to find writing talent from the BAME community. If you'd like to apply, keep an eye on our Fourth Estate Twitter and on our website www.fourthestate.co.uk. Entries will open in the new year.